You'd be asking somebody some simple ass shit. And if you run into the right Texan, <laughs> he's gonna, he or she is gonna tell you all these fucking details <laughs> that don't matter, really. I mean, well, they do matter. They, they, they spice up the story, but you, you just branch out and all this other shit. episode seven of action raw thanks for listening we've got a bit of a different format tonight earlier in the week we recorded an interview with our friend adamar hatley who you just heard with this track freak episode we're gonna cut to that after this next song which is rosa yemen with herpes simplex uh, the interview was recorded outdoors at the crown and anchor pub in the north university area of austin uh, so you'll hear quite a lot of background noise which is unfortunate but it might give a nice sonic impression of springtime in Texas. So we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna cut straight to that after this next track. Let's go, yeah! 
métabolisme. This week we are talking with our friend Adam Hatley, who's been a drummer in several. Hey, hold on, you gotta put the R in there. Right, sorry. Can't mix me up with the B movie actor. All right. <laughs> no offense, guy. <laughs> All right, we're talking with our friend Adam R. Hatley, who's been a drummer in several Austin bands over the years. Recently re released a record, his first solo record, on the local label Insect Records. You want to name a few bands that you've been in, Adam? You know better than I do. Oh, uh, hello. This is Adam R. Hatley. Uh, I've been in a band every day of my life since I was 15. Um, there are at least one or four at a time. Um, literally without one day not being in at least one. Uh, and I'm 37 now. So, so what is that, 22? 22 years of bands all the time. St starting off from the mid-90s, uh, Radioland Hit Squad, um, which spun off into another band called Green Is Its Color, another band called The Matrix. Um, uh, those uh, those Peabody's, before were, they were those Peabody's, they were originally called Professor Peabody and the Wayback Machines. So it was just kind of a jokey thing. I played guitar in that. And then those Peabody's went on to move to Austin and play a million shows all over the U.S. with really lots of other amazing bands. And um, during the whole stretch of time that I was in those Peabody's, I was also in uh, this band called The Devil Probably. Um, I've done lots of uh, moonlighting with Attack Formation, which is an Austin band that has a thousand members. Uh, and um, in the mid-2000s, I uh, got in a band called Red X Red M with David Yuskovich and Yuri Campbell. Um, David Yuskovich was in Distorted Pony and Sweet Pea. Um, Yuri was in Polio. Um, eventually, I would be asked to join a band called Fingar Bengar, um, which was kind of a Bollywood outfit that has put out one record. Uh, Red X Red M also put out an LP. I don't do Vanguard anymore, but uh, I am in a band called Boss Eye now. I'll just put out an LP. And uh, and you got a new project in which you're playing guitar, right? I got a brand new project that's just finishing our first album. It's called Chamberlain Green, like Wilt Chamberlain and Mean Joe Green. And, uh, who else was involved with that? Uh, that is Tim O'Neill, who was in um, My Golden Calf currently, but he was also in Rhythm of Black Lines, which are some good friends of mine, a great band. Uh, who were around the early 2000s. Uh, he was also in the Hades Kick, which were another great band. And uh, then also our, our local shredder, David DiDonato, who's a Virginia boy, who his last band uh, was called J Church. He was in the last incarnation of J Church. All right, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Toward the, the US. Yeah, I used to like them back in the and, Bay Area uh, back in the late yeah, 90s. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, shout out to Lance. Um, and uh, Chris Pfeffer as well, and Ben White. But um, yeah, they toured Europe and Germany. I mean, not Europe, Europe and Japan uh, during that last incarnation that David was in. So I don't know. Pedigree is deep. As long as, as long as all my bands have always been with amazing, talented, cool motherfuckers who've been in a bunch of other bands. So if you tried to make like a, you know, a tree, you know, it's a big one. Cool. Um, so we're going to play a Red X, Red M track, uh, White Karate, which I felt like was most suitable uh, to the kind of stuff that we try to play on this podcast. That was more of a kind of math rocky sort of band. So yeah. did, did you think of it as such at the time? Uh, you not really that de concerned de about that? Definitely sort of kept me on my, on my toes um, as far as 
you know, uh, I don't know. It was just, I'd say it was, as far as from a drummer standpoint, it was kind of, it was, it really like uh, made me a better drummer. Like, it, like I feel like I was, definitely brought me to a higher point in my game. You know, when all that early 80s shit was happening, like, like they were very into like the birthday party, which I had never really heard before. I actually heard them, I'd heard of them. And they were super into Gang of Four, which I had heard maybe a song or two before I, of Gang of Four before I started playing with them. But it seemed like we started up like right kind of after those, like a, definitely in America, just like a huge wash of bands that were ripping off Gang of Four. Yeah. So I was a little bit embarrassed to be doing <laughs> that, like at that time. But that's not to say we didn't fully have our own thing going on. It was a pretty fierce band and uh, those guys definitely kept me on my toes and made me a better drummer and and uh, introduced me to stuff that I literally had just heard of, you know, from people talking about them, but I, I never heard, I never really sat down and listened to Gang of Four or The Birthday Party or fucking, um, um, like, Rape Man or, or uh, Scratch Acid and stuff like that. They're, they're really into, like, the dark, kind of more violent, you know, fuck or fight kind of vibe. Cool. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. All right. Uh, we've got a perfect example of that with White Karate by Red X Red M.
So that was Blurt with The Fish Needs a Bike. Before that was uh, White Karate by Red X Red M featuring our guest Adam Hatley on the drums. Next up, we're gonna play another track that, I don't know, does it directly credit you? It's a, the Shit and Shines track that uses your drums in it. So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about your solo record and kind of what you intended it to be. And um, I guess maybe some of the little offshoots that have come from it or you kind of hoped would come from it. Yeah. Um... It's really, you gotta give all the credit to Ben Webster, uh, who runs Insect Records. Uh, shout out Ben Webster, who is, in a very short time, I think from 2008 to now, I think he's done 50 releases that are largely experimental hip hop, but they're really kind of a lot wider than that. They're all over the place, but um, he approached me, it must have been like right at the end of 2008, and he just came up to me and said that I want you to make a drum record that's just you, that's all drums, it's like, like a beat record. Um, and he was like very, very sort of uh, strict saying that this isn't like you and guitars or anything like that, like just you and the drums and um, I, wanna, I want it to be for to give specifically to other producers and DJs to take whatever you come up with and sample it and make something new out of it. Like take the beat and put something else over it or even if it's just a rhyme or, or anything. Like totally fuck it up and try to make something new out of it was his idea. At the time that Ben approached me to do the drum album, the, the whole idea was that there were gonna be four different drum albums. And I was really excited about that actually <clears throat> to be included in that um, and I just kind of talked to Ben more about that and was like well shit how about this I'll, I'm just he's like just drums you can't use any instruments that plug into an electrical outlet except for like the recording instruments themselves and the, any effects or whatever that might go with that so I get, was really concerned with it not being boring <laughs> so I just took it on for myself to mean that the whole record is going to be based uh, on a drum kit and any anything that I can hit that makes a sound, like whether it's a fucking five gallon water jug or, 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 or anything, just anything that would make a noise. I tried to gather that up. Um, my grandmother, my Texas grandmother. Uh, Wanda Clifton, she collected bells, like just decorative bells, so, and I inherited all of them after she passed away, so I was very, very uh, looking forward to using as many of the bells as she gave me on the record, um, so, and I was just like, I don't want to come and make a fucking record that's just a big long drum solo, because who wants to listen to that more than once, so I just tried to make a bunch of little tiny songs and just write songs how I'd normally write a song for anything. Uh, it was just limited to basically a trap kit, percussion and vocals and kind of there's a couple little toys on there too but uh, half of the record was done in a fancy studio, the other half was done just to Tascam cassette. I mean it was all done on analog, the studio was straight to tape and, um, and then when I would work with us it'd be straight to cassette tape but we would 
did a lot of it in this echoey stairwell on some overdubs and all this shit. But um, so yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't see the light of day for like a few years. Um, like it didn't actually get released until the beginning of 2014. But I'm very happy that it happened. It was a good experience for me. And once it was done, he started getting people, giving it to people to to fuck with and, 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 you know, make something new out of. And kind of right when we were finishing mixing it, I was introduced to Craig Klaus, who is a super good dude who is a, has a very prolific career as shit and shine. I think he's put out like... 20 LPs Yeah, or when I started looking at that guy's back catalog, it's just insane. Yeah, and it's, it goes from being like really evil and noisy to like heavy to like dancey and it's just like, yeah. he does really good work and you can find his shit everywhere. Yeah, I like the, the lack of self-consciousness in it. Like, yeah, he's totally. Just and he... Kind of, seems like he just kind of lives to write music and releases yeah, 90% of what he produces. So, so he did take the main meat of a song called Ied is Gong. Shout out to Ied, my buddy, my uncle, Ied. Uh, he he took the main beat to that song and dressed it up with all of his own, all of his own, you know, spices and uh, put it out as a song called Astro's Hat, as in, like I got on my head now, uh, Houston Astros. Because uh, Craig and I have all these weird, like, similarities. Like, we, like, have the same shoes and the same bike and the same hat. <laughs> so we both always sport Houston Astros hats. And uh, so I guess that's why he just called it that. But it did come out on a 12-inch, I think, UK only. Limited press that already sold out. But I was really happy and honored that he did that. And it came out really cool. All right. Well, that's what we're going to play next. Uh, and then following that is going to be my interpretation of one of your tracks which is I also really you, sexy i guess if you could call it an interpretation i don't know if that's a um, pretentious term <laughs> yeah uh, anyway i it's a direct lift of your drums uh with a bunch of synths over the top uh, yeah, a maybe few people have done it now and, and craig's and yours are definitely my favorite ones that i've heard thanks well this is the first time i'll have played anything that i've written on this show so um i'm excited to do it i think it's a good opportunity so first up is shit and shine uh with astro's hat and then there's my track under the name The Blue Lady, and the track name is Debunch.
we've got Boris Zanuck with Dance, Creeper with Fever Dream, they're off the label Disco Obscura, and some French synthwave from the 80s.
Norma Loy with Romance is up next, followed by another French synthwave track by Le Visiteur du Soir. After that, we're going to finish our interview with Adamar Hatley. As always, you can find our playlists at www.extranoir.tumblr.com. Un coin sombre ou m'isoler 
auprès de ces murs grillagés, frontière avec le monde des autos, dont le bruit couvre cet univers clos, tout écrit d'un pays pas ordinaire, où les gens ne se font plus la guerre, tout écrit d'un pays tout petit, petit, tout écrit d'un coin de ma folie, un pays pas enchanté, où tu m'as fait enfermer. Un endroit glacial, troublant Dis-moi, qui sont les démons question for you could provoke an equally long answer everybody's talking about how much Austin has changed in the last few years or whatever I don't want some really kind of like boring list of all the ways that the music scene has changed but since you've been here I mean I've only been here for three years um, I still think that the music scene is super accessible it takes absolutely no effort at all to meet people who are in bands putting out records um, just involved in some way uh, with or promoting bands, whatever. Yeah, um, wrong with that. Yeah. So, is there anything that's like particularly kind of good and exciting right now that maybe didn't exist a while ago, um, or are you are you pretty nostalgic about the way things were before the big population boom? Or, I mean, it's easy to get nostalgic. I think it's a pretty natural thing. Although I don't like really focus on it very much. But uh, 
I mean, over the years, it's I've, I've always just been like, uh, is your musical group bringing it, or is your musical group not bringing it? And unfortunately, you know, not everybody's bringing it, and uh, you know, there's a million bands, but you know, there's always the cream of the crop that are actually badass, and that's been. Con- been consistent the whole time right um, so I can't really I can't really like so it's not like the good acts have necessarily been crowded out due to there simply being more players in the game no I mean because it's it takes no time at all to witness in front of your eyes who's bringing it or not and so who's bringing it right now uh, well besides anything I'm doing Fuck. That, that one's always hard to put on the spot. Once again, Shit and Shine is bringing it. Um, ben Webster, who we talked about earlier, has a group called Butcher Bear and the Blades, who are really cool, bringing it and doing different things. Um, uh, my boy Clark Wilson just started a new group with Quinn and Brandon Crow that's bringing it. They're called False Idol. Um, I like a giant dog. They're just like pretty catchy pop um, it's rocking it's catchy uh, there's a pretty new a newer band called Carl Sagan Skate Shoes yeah I've who, seen them um, playing around a lot who please me because they are they're a younger younger band yeah. um, even younger than a giant dog when I first saw a giant dog it was the very last those Peabody show and they were on that bill and Clark was like hey come check this out this band's good and I remember liking them then and I pretty much consistently like them, but they were like really young. It seemed like when we first saw them, and you know, like all early 20s. I guess when I say really young, I'm saying like 23 years old or yeah. so. And um, and that's that's what I uh, Carl Sagan skate shoes are like. Some of them are about that young, and they're actually a band that's like interested in being pretty heavy and like actually rocking and um, not not posing around and yeah. shit like. Uh, I like them. Uh, there's a band called Burnt Skull, who are super heavy and noisy. This guy Dustin and um, what the fuck is the other guy's name? Alan, I think. Burnt Skull bring it. Um, there was a band called Deep Time, who were formerly Yellow Fever, who I just for like a couple years where I was just like they're my favorite band in town. Really interesting. Um, Two Piece. This girl Jennifer has just this beautiful, effortless singing voice and is a total great guitar player and then Adam the drummer is like play these really cool neat little beats um, but he'd be playing like a keyboard at the same time and with one hand and singing at the same time and they're really good you know Tia Carrera is rad whenever you can see them they've been rad uh, fuck man it's one of those things I'm trying to that's a, that's a pretty long list yeah, like bringing it now. I mean, yeah. I don't get out as much anymore. I felt like this year's South by. I didn't go to uh, that much really, but um, it seemed like every good band I saw was from Austin, whether I knew that beforehand or not. Like I would check them out afterwards and be like, "All right, that's a local band." Like, yeah, I mean, it what, very... what's, what, what's the point in bringing all these shitty bands from out of town? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, at a basic level, like I know lots of people who are in pretty good bands. Everybody's taste is real personal, so you know if I didn't mention them, it's not that I think they're terrible or anything. It's just I, I want people to keep the bar high. I don't want people to be satisfied with shit being mediocre. You know, I, I, I want. I mean, everybody's super friendly and all that stuff, which is important, you know. But there's a certain I don't know. I'm not like the most competitive person, but when it comes to bands, like I think your bands should make other bands scared of playing before or after you like you know what i mean so 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 just uh, an effort to like keep everybody meaning business you know even if you don't really mean business i want you to mean business uh, all right because otherwise what are we what are we doing you know well we're going to close with a track that definitely means business the longest track we've ever played on extra noir roy montgomery's 12 minute fierce guitar epic two pound Thanks for listening, and thanks to our guest, Adam Hatley, our first interviewee. All right. 
Thank you, having me. Thank awesome. you for having me. We'll see you next week. <laughs>